Hey traders, thanks for tuning in to the 30th episode of the Performante podcast. We're just chugging along with these episodes for every day of December. This today is December 17th, and we got some breaking news from the Fed to share with you guys concerning infinite liquidity and just the idea of the ever-expanding money supply. We've got an update for that Silk Road story, as well as some insight into Coinbase dynamics when they are applying for an IPO. Um, Bitcoin broke 24K, sorry, 23K today. And it looks like right now it's taken that next push up just to track this in case we do look back on the golden days, maybe when Bitcoin is 250K. Like, oh, when we recorded episode 30, yeah. it was, it, uh, it's a nice little time capsule, eh? Yeah, definitely. I absolutely love looking at the chart. Me and Nathan were actually talking about when we look at, let's say, BLX, we see kind of like glimpses of the kind of position that we were with in our life during that time. So it's kind of cool. You look at a chart and it kind of you understand where you were in different points in time represented in that chart where in the summer it was huge hype, lots of good times. You see that massive 50% drop in a day that was... Uh, pretty scary to say the least um and it just it's a wild ride and being able to see it develop over years really puts it into perspective i think the uh kind of the the level of uh impact that this is going to have because this symmetrical triangle on the weekly is is pretty monumental but getting into the first topic of our video we're going to be talking about the fed they raised uh, they sorry they did not raise their rates they kept their rates at zero percent so uh they're basically at a point where they can't raise rates they have too much debt they don't want to make money hard to come by because so many companies are uh, basically zombie companies they can't even afford or can barely afford to pay the interest let alone the principal so unless there is massive inflation or cpi numbers are going up they are going to just keep the ball rolling. The US dollar is going to plummet. And uh, we see that right here. And they're also even continuing to buy bonds until you, what they say the US economy returns to full employment. So it, it could be years, right? So they could just be literally QE infinity, MMT. And, you know, people are talking about it, but it looks like it's really here. Yeah, I mean, we've seen their balance sheet expand at an exponential rate. Data Data shows that their balance sheet is at $7.3 trillion of sovereign assets, which is absolutely insane to conceptualize that amount of money even exists, let alone is controlled by one central entity, J-Pow and the goons at the Fed. Basically, they committed again, just to reiterate, that interest rates are going to stay low, but they will not be going negative. In addition... They want to continue their repo operations for at least, at least 120 billions of bonds each month, which is an absurd amount of money. So just like we're stacking sats, Jay Powell is stacking debt. <laughs> That's just how it is. Well said. All right, so uh, going on to the next topic, sticking with kind of the, uh, I guess, the uh, conversation of governments, central banks, looking at the uh, plea that they're getting from one individual for $1.6 billion 
worth of Bitcoin that was seized from the Silk Road hacker. Uh, currently, the government uh, in the United States owns $1.6 billion in BTC, but Pierre Rochard made an urgent plea to lawmakers to instead create a strategic Bitcoin reserve and fill it with BTC that's been seized by law enforcement. So pretty interesting to see. Obviously, that's uh, kind of going against... I think what the government is ideally looking for, because if they're buying BTC, they're hedging it, they're hedging against themselves. You know what I mean? So um, it's kind of funny seeing if they actually agree with it. That's mind boggling. It's monumental, but uh, it might be the worst decision of the uh, the lawmaker's life if they deny this, because one point six billion dollars in BTC now. Think of how much that would be in terms of. Uh, market cap and percentage of the float or the circulating supply when BTC's in the hundred thousands, two hundred thousands. So that's a that's a big decision that someone has to make. So um hopefully they hopefully they don't they don't purchase it and then there could be more of a circulating supply for the people that are um, in it for the right reasons, let's say. It'll be interesting to see how this develops because that is quite a hefty lump sum. And that means the U.S. has some equity in Bitcoin, but we haven't really seen that paradigm shift towards them putting a significant amount of their treasury into Bitcoin. have seen some companies, some investing institutions, but have not seen the old archaic United States intentionally put Bitcoin onto their balance sheet. Who knows with uh, the way things have been advancing, realistically, anything could happen. Who knows, maybe perfect scenario, they just inflate the ever-loving fuck out of Bitcoin with their infinite liquidity. Uh, then we're all very rich. Yeah. Dare to dream. And so with our next story here, we're going to be talking about Coinbase. Essentially, they are filing for IPO. Some estimates value them at $8 billion in 2018. Uh, but some more recent research suggests that the, their valuation is closer to $28 billion. And uh, their custody services accounts for 3.12% of the entire crypto market cap, which is a very significant share of that massive market. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, we'll take a quick look at some of the IPOs that you probably are aware of uh, and the market caps that they had when they IPO'd. So we can see kind of similar, maybe not so much. Uh, Google in 2004 IPO'd at 23 billion. Uh, a little bit more recently in 2019, Pinterest IPO at 10.1 billion, Dropbox at 9.2. Uh, Snapchat in 2017 at 24 billion. So we see that uh, it's it's not absolutely unbelievable because, in my opinion, the uh, potential upside because they are actually holding an asset that has such skewed risk rewards for the positive. It's not like Snapchat where the main source of their revenues is advertising, and and I think that's I don't really know what else that they would use for. Um, for really advertising, that's about it, uh, data collection. But Coinbase has assets behind them. So they're able to, in my opinion, appreciate at a greater rate. So 
yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I've always been a fan of BNB for that reason, that I think exchanges are an extremely necessary part of cryptocurrency. You need to be able to buy and sell them. Yes, there are peer-to-peer -peer, peer -peer exchanges, um, so it's less of a third party controlling the uh, transactions and facilitating it. It'd just be like one peer to another, but at the end of the day, um, they're going to be a very important part of the entire crypto market and crypto sphere. So having some exposure in exchanges, I think, isn't a bad thing. So BNB is a really good one. And obviously, if you're looking for more exposure in the equity side of things, this is, in my opinion, a pretty darn good opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's these kind of monumental institutions that are really forerunning the overall adoption, as well as the integration of crypto into our day to day life. It'll be interesting to see if Coinbase kind of takes the same route as Binance and offers a Coinbase coin that's kind of like owning equity within their larger institution. They do have a stable coin. I don't think that they're as suspicious as Tether, but they're probably making money off of that somehow. Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, the fees are really high, but they provide one clean service. And so another story coming at you guys, coming at everyone here, the Bitcoin transaction fees doubled this week, uh, which is pretty interesting, but it's basically just a product of all of the activity happening on the Bitcoin blockchain. And you got to pay more if you want to send your transaction just to facilitate that uh, decentralized structure. The miners are getting paid, they're cashing in, and uh, ultimately working as intended this is just kind of the downside to bitcoin is that this tech was made in 2007 very old very archaic compared to some of the sleeker systems that we have nowadays when we are evaluating our transactional coins dash horizon monero even ethereum look i mean ethereum has high fees the others not so much we're looking for that ease of use, that convenience. And I think in that regard, that is one of the shortcomings of Bitcoin when it comes to the, that transactional basis. But within the world of how the public is perceiving it, it's definitely filling the role of the digital gold. Totally. And I think the fact that it does have high fees kind of plays into the fact that it's a digital gold because and you don't we don't use boolean to exchange goods and services and i don't think that btc in my opinion is going to be the currency for the globe i think it'll be the safe haven asset digitally gold 2.0 that's basically the role that it's creating for itself um so at the end of the day i think that's what kind of gold is uh, it, it's sound money it's in my opinion kind of necessary in any portfolio but you're not going to be using gold to pay for your everyday goods and services. You purchase gold as an asset because a hedge against the currency that you have and the devaluation of uh, whatever native currency you're using, if it's a fiat currency, which it probably is. So there's a reason to have it in a portfolio. And I think BTC is going to take that role. And there will probably be another altcoin that's going to play more of the transactional role so it'll be faster it'll be more efficient it'd be cheaper so there's going to be something that's going to be used in my opinion but yeah it'll be interesting to see how it's going to all play out but i do think that btc is really really shaping up and uh being basically uh 
what is it, cementing its role as digital gold. I truly think BTC has, it's past the point where you can't deny it. Yeah, 100%. And if you said the exact same sentence in 2016 and 2017, the only people to be agreeing with you would be the other crypto diehard fanboys. But fast forward to 2020, tail end of the year, almost 2021, we have institutions putting million dollar bets on Bitcoin, billion dollar bets on Bitcoin, and just an absolute cash influx as people are looking to avoid the melting ice cube of fiat currency. Uh, so overall, US dollar still dropping, nothing new is there. The goons at the Fed are going to keep printing money, keep it cheap for businesses to speculate. Asset prices will probably continue to rise. I see no reason for them not to. Bitcoin currently sitting at $23,081. We're still bullish. I think that there will be a retest of the 20K region. It's too significant of a support for there not to be at least some other kind of encounter with the with that specific level. But you know how we're playing it, long till wrong always beats shorting until right we're treating it like digital real estate and really stacking those sets so i think that is a good place to end off the 30th episode a little bit quicker not gonna lie me and keith hit the slopes today we were snowboarding it up you know how it is and uh, i'll pass it off to keith to finish the episode yeah well said it was a fantastic day good snow no one got hurt so <laughs> celebrated uh the fact that we survived a uh pretty brutal bear market at some times and uh yeah it was a day to celebrate the fact that we're now in a bull market there's going to be a ton of excitement and this is what a lot of cryptocurrency traders and investors are are really waiting for and looking for during the entire consolidation we were telling everyone um you know dollar cost averaging on the side have different portfolios don't just have one single i guess account or pile of money that you're trading have different pots you, you know you can call them hot pot cool pots some are cool pots like a locked storage investment type of deal and then the other ones would be more or less like leveraged hot trades but the end of the day you can really use the continuational patterns that we definitely try to teach within our discord and our tiktok and, and really any other platform that we post on so thank you very much for listening watching however you are viewing our content thank you very much for coming and until next time have a good one traders